Hey everyone, morning, afternoon, evening, wherever and whenever you're listening, welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 193 of the podcast. Before we get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate, and review the pod wherever you're listening. Also share with family and friends because we're going to get right into it. And we're first going to start with the market update of the week and give you a little insight onto what is going on over the past week since we last spoke. So the big issue, the big thing that came out was the consumer price um, index numbers. The consumer price is a closely followed inflation gauge. So we saw the month over month numbers, which was an increase of 0.4%, four tenths of a percent, four tenths of a basis point on the month and a 3.7% from a year ago. So on a year over year basis, the same time last year, uh, the labor department showed a 3.7% uh, increase for consumer prices. So the estimates were, this was slightly higher than the estimates. The estimates were 0.3% month over month and 3.6% year over year. Um, so that's the big thing. So we really stripping out. So the core strips out food and energy um, costs. And we saw the core was 4.1% a year over year basis. So here's a chart showing where the trend has been on the core and the total CPI and how we went from good times 2021 when everybody's getting everything. And then of course, um, you see that affected inflation, the rate of inflation, and now we're seeing that a little bit dip. But the Fed wants that to go to 2% because people, of course, are complaining about prices, the pump, prices of food, prices of restaurants, prices of all this stuff. Um, and it's affecting consumers. And so the Fed wants to see that slow down a bit more. That's why rates have been raised so much. That's why you're seeing a lot of credit card, you know, debt. You've seen a lot of different things. Um, savings rates slow down. So that's that's the big thing. So shelter costs were the main factor. It seems like an inflation increase. Um, the next for shelter, which makes up one third of the CPI. That's why housing is going to be very important over the next several months because the Fed will probably want to see that slow down a little bit because um, it's still pretty, pretty hot. Services um, also posted a 0.6% gain. And we're up 5.7% on a 12-month basis. Um, so a lot in here, we really dive into, you can really see which components are higher or lower. lower. Um, so you really have to dive into numbers, but it's really, really crucial in understanding where we are headed. With that, we'll look at the chart. The last five days was actually a fairly decent time in the market. We saw um, a 3.46% increase in the last week. Uh, market kind of rebounding from what we saw over the last month or so um, of a of a dip, right? So we're kind of rebound a little bit of that. We're still off the highs at the end of July, but you know, still um, year to date, almost fourteen percent on the market there this year year to date. So a lot of interesting stuff going on in the market. It's going to be again more volatile as as we see more about inflation. Um, what the Fed is going to do? If there's going to be a potential one more rate hike, the meeting minutes from the Fed did come out. Most Fed officials were saying that they did see another rate hike prior to the end of the year. We've said that. I've said that since the beginning. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, we'll first get into our actual current events of the week. Um, the big event, not there wasn't you know crazy business news this week. Um, I would say, uh, but we'll start with YouTube is beating Netflix among teens. So American teens are now watching more YouTube than Netflix. This is a new survey by Piper Sandler. Netflix share of daily video consumption dropped to 28.7% as a time as time on YouTube rose. Uh, of course, YouTube's Google-owned video site now claims 29.1%. 
Um, and it's a semi-annual survey. I don't know how many people they surveyed, uh, which is interesting to me. I, I could see that though. I think YouTube has so much content from more like it's it's not scripted. It's it's just authentic creators putting out content, and people that are younger tend to deem to want to get their information from a space where the team is a little bit more authentic, a little bit more personal. Even though these creators on YouTube, on TikTok, on you know streamers, they're getting so big that a lot of them are just creating their own content like they're starting to get you probably have to write stuff if you're gonna keep people entertained on a stream or on a in irl stream meaning in real life stream so youtube all these other platforms are are really doing a good job finding these young consumers and they really lean on youtube and tiktok for information right they'd rather get it from someone they've been watching stream forever than um some source on whether it's a bigger tv linear platform or a netflix right like i think netflix has just got the best content as far as scripted stuff um, or not a reality tv show but that's interesting to know we were speaking about inflation just a second ago and you just saw that disney is raising its theme park prices so disney is charging more for the magic of its u.s theme parks um single day tickets remain at 104 for disneyland and 109 for walt disney prices for annual passes and parking have gone up at both parks. In addition to single tickets for more popular days, multi-day tickets and add-ons like Genie Plus and Park Hopper are going up at Disneyland in California. This comes as Disney's looking to boost revenue. So a couple of ways these businesses can boost revenues. One, um, they can sell more of whatever they're selling, right? And when in a consumer hurt time, that's probably potentially lowering prices, doing rebates, doing discounts to sell, try to sell more that will potentially boost revenue revenue potentially if if it's a good product or two you can raise prices and so disney's going the raise price route it's gonna be a battle for consumer discretionary companies to keep market share to do well in a time where consumer is supposedly going to get weaker potentially that is um what's going to possibly happen here over the next several months especially if we go and we finish off q4 of this this year so that's gonna be really interesting to watch another thing that's interesting is i've never been to disneyland can someone help me out i've never been I'm not a big Disneyland person. Um, I wonder if all the people that I'm listeners that have kids have gone, because I feel like that's a kid thing. Um, I just never, I've never gone. Um, more strikes. There was United Auto Workers. They they moved their strike. They have now pushed their strike to a Kentucky manufacturing plant, uh, a Kentucky plant, uh, which is one of um, the big plants. So they've increased, the United Auto Workers have increased their strike. They've increased the tensions. Um, and now we're seeing that talks are suspended in the actor strike. The talks are suspended between Hollywood Actors Union and major entertainment studios nearly three months in the, in the strike. The Alliance of Mo Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represents the studios, say late Wednesday that the divide between it and the Actors Union, SAG, AFR, AFTRA, is too great. Um, so they're too far away to even come to the table and speak right now. Not a good sign for... Um, actors and in the sense of actors, just in general, the content actors, um, consumers, it's not a good sign if they can't even right now meet and speak um, about where they're at. So one major source of contention appears to be that SAG desired viewership bonus, which says which the studios say would cost 800 million a year. The union says that the figure is inflated by as much as 60%. So they're crunching numbers on both sides. SAG is saying, hey, we want a viewership bonus. People are viewing this content that you guys put out or you, you bringing on an Alexa Netflix platform or somewhere else when it was dying and now it's bumping viewers. We want to be compensated for that work, which I 100% agree with. The studios say, no, that's going to cost us $800 billion a year. 
chew into our profits. Uh, we don't want to do that. So again, we're negotiating, battling, we're going to see so much more of that. Um, and again, you're going to see more strikes. We talked about this. People want more compensation with the price of everything rising. Um, that's, that's a big thing that you're going to see going forward. In more news, I saw that the U.S. government wants EV buyers, electric vehicle buyers, to get instant $7,500 tax credit, flattening a big speed bump. So stagnant EV could be a lot easier. The Treasury Department is proposing a rule that would let electric vehicle and plug-in hybrid buyers get a $7,500 in tax credits right at the dealership. So they don't have to go home, do any file taxes or any of that stuff, right at the dealership. So most EV drivers will have been eligible for the clean vehicle tax credit since last year, but confusion over who qualifies and which models are eligible had made the process a hassle. Um, so now they're trying to make, just work with the dealerships, get the 7,500 right off the cost of the car. I saw a tweet about this. Someone said you could get someone that has a lot of liquidity. They would give you the amount to buy the car. You go in, you get the 7,500, um, you split it, you sell the car back. It was some sort of like finagle on this because now it'll be directly from the dealership. So essentially someone with liquidity could arbitrage this somehow. And I have to find that tweet. But there could be ways to arbitrage this for um, li highly highly liquid folks to just use this right away 7,500 credit. Because again, I, apparently you could probably sell the car back and maybe it's worth the X amount. So this is an interesting, interesting development. You heard it from me first on the arbitrage. Um, and yeah, if you're trying to arbitrage, let me know. I might be you know down to partner with some people if this is... 100% above board, legal, you know, uh, we'll, we'll have to find, figure this out uh, more and more. West Maui has reopened. Um, it's obviously a high tourist area with a lot of revenue coming from tourism. We know that the, the devastation they saw with natural fires, with, with horrible fires, and now they're reopening um, for visitors, for tourism. They had a wildlife fire that raged and killed 98 people and burned 2.1 acres um, and so now they're really allowing, they want people to come back, I'm assuming, for the revenue. There's five hotels in the region that have begun accepting reservations. Occupancy rates are about 12%, and they're expected to climb to 32% by mid-November. Um, about 40% of Maui's GDP is tied to tourists. They spent $3.5 billion on the island in the first half of the year, and they supported thousands of jobs. 8K-plus residents are now out of work, and Maui has lost $13 million a day since the fires. Um, some people want to delay the open. Let's not forget that 17 K people have signed a position to delay the open, re-criticizing the plan for not adequately consulting locals. Some who have been temporarily housed in hotels. So, um, that's something we want to keep watching because it's going to be, um, hopefully they, they do the right thing and get everybody aligned and straightened out in Maui. Um, there was a few more, a few more interesting articles. One about shrink hitting retailers that, so shrink can be looked at um, when shrink hitting, it was shrink hitting returns. Some retailers are rescanning self checkout strategies. So shrink is, of course, we talked about it when the retailers is one theft or lost items, any of these different things. Um, their way to combat that is all the stuff you see locked up, chained up so people can't steal it, other, other strategies. So retailers have leaned into self checkout. They're taking a second look at the receipts and costs as losses pile up. Um, a lot of big retailers are actually rethinking their self-scanning uh, strategies, removing kiosks or adding new potential intrusive tech to make them less vulnerable. I'm seeing Amazon. We go to Whole Foods. Amazon now has the palm. You can do a palm thing. 
Walmart has announced that a handful of stores are being renovated to replace some checkout lanes with OG registers. So they're going back. I guess apparently people are taking so much from the self-checkout that they're going back to the regular um, checkouts. Costco has started stationing workers at self-checkouts to check IDs against membership cards. Kroger invested in AI monitored AIs that monitor customers as they bag. Wow. Whole Foods definitely has a camera there. They have people there that are watching. Um, so it's pretty, pretty, um, pretty, pretty interesting. So um, we'll keep an eye uh, on what they're doing there. Let's dive into questions of the week. This time we'll be focusing primarily on banking questions, banking questions, bank banking. And let's start with the first one. What saving strategy is most effective? Saving five a day, saving 35 a week, 150 per month. I definitely think it's one of those trick questions and it's more likely going to be five a day because what, five a day times 30, do someone do the math for me on a regular month having 30. It's got to be saving five a day. Um, and saving five a day. Bernardi and his colleagues at UCLA asked a group of participants if they would like to save five a day, another group they want to save 35 a week, and a third group whether they thought they could save 150 a month. The results were astonishing. Nearly 30% of participants said they could save five a day, while just 7% elected to save 150 a month. So, um, yeah, it's just important to set goals uh, when you're saving. It's like setting goals. Um, those are the things we work on because setting a goal is just like super keeps you accountable. It's something to look for, to work for, um, to strive for, uh, that, that's the, that's the main thing. A uh, reason why people should be, should be doing that, right. Keeps you accountable for your long-term goals. Rapid fire. Next one. How quickly do you need to report a stolen debit card to get all your money back? Uh, debit card. I would say, I mean, I would say within a week. I don't think there's any time frame. But debit card, I'd say a few days because people use that pretty often, right? Before any unauthorized charges are made. Oh, wow. So if you report your, your um, maximum loss, so before any authorized charges are made, zero dollars. Within two business days after you learn about the loss of or theft, that would be your maximum loss could be $50. Um, and then more than two business days after uh, the loss or theft, but less than 60 calendars after your statement is sent to you, the ma- your maximum loss will be 500. So they'll front you up to those amounts based on when you let them know, apparently. I, I'm sure some banks differ depending on what bank you use, but that's like kind of a, a barometer, it looks like. Um, so that's interesting enough. I figured if you dispute it, you get your money back. I'm assuming if you dispute it, you get um, most, if not all, of your money back as soon as you, as you, as soon as you realize. <laughs> What percentage of Gen Zers prefer online banks? I already saw the answer, unfortunately, but 72%. That makes sense to me. Gen Z, young, they just want an online bank. They're not going to the store, to the bank branch. They can do everything from online. They're fluent in technology. This makes incredible sense to me. I could see it even being growing higher um, as the time goes on. One thing I wanted to note, there are a couple big, fun, exciting stuff coming up for New Street that we'll keep on the wraps for now. They are coming um, in the future, and I'll be able to unveil it to invest in yourself. There's people that are afraid to invest in themselves, start things. You got to do that. You got to spend money to to be able to do it correctly, the right money, efficient money to be able to you know really grow something that is worth a lot. Um, this is another note for the people out there that are grinding. But with that, that's the episode this week. Make sure you share this with your family and friends. And we will talk next week.